What's up, Pats Nation? Episode, I don't even know what episode it is. Andrew, you got me on that? What episode are we on? Oh, man, you came in quick with that. Who's counting? Just kidding. Episode, there you go. Mike's always got the right answer for me. Episode 11, Pats Tailgate Party Podcast. We're back better than ever. I think I stole that from somebody. Uh, But anyway, uh, we're back. We're excited to be here. You probably see we got a a new addition on the show. So we're going to go, yeah, we're going to go around the, the horn here. And, uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to bring our guest in first, right? That's the polite thing to do. So, uh, you see some familiar faces on here. We also have a new face. Uh, I believe that would be, uh, Chubb from BSJ, Boston Sports Journal. Chubb, how are you today, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Uh, my real name is Doug, but I think we've got two Dougs and two Mikes here. So call me Chubbs today. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So, uh, Doug and, uh, AK Chubbs, thanks for joining us again. All five of us members of Boston Sports Journal. If you haven't checked out Boston Sports Journal, you got to do it. Best Patriots coverage you can find. BostonSportsJournal.com. Greg Bedard puts on a great product there, and, uh, and you should check it out. All right. So, to my right here, we also have my brother, Winter Coates, Andrew Lakis. Andrew, how you doing today? I'm good. Good to be back. Took a took, took a little reprieve last week. Yeah, we, lo- uh, we lost ready. some viewership. We lost some viewership with you out of here. Are we up to like 41 now? Yeah, I think we're up to 41, but it could have been 45 if if you would have been here. But no, nah, man, welcome back. And then we got Mike from Stoneham. Mike, how are you today? Fantastic. All right, man. Always bringing the awesome backgrounds too, which I love. I love it. Got to mix it up. That's right, man. D Lakis, Doug Lakis, below me. Doug, how you doing today? Hi guys. Welcome, Chubb. Yeah, man. Thank you very much. It's nice awesome. To meet you, sir. Awesome. By the way, Chubb, you, you took the invite, which I love. All you need is a computer and a microphone and a camera or a phone. Dad uses a cell phone, which is great, to join the party. We want everybody to join the party. Send me an email, patstailgateparty at gmail.com, patstailgateparty at gmail.com. Come join the fun. We got as many Zoom. We, we can just get this grid filled up and have a true tailgate party here. So join us for sure. All right, let's kick right into it. Big win, big win on Sunday. Uh, you know, kind of one of those games uh, we, we kind of had where we start the gauntlet, I think, Mike, we talked about last week, right? And uh, so not to be, you know, not to be mistaken, the Titans were pretty beat up, missing their two best receivers, missing uh, their the best, arguably the best running back in the NFL. Uh, but if you read about, uh, if you've gotten on Boston Sports Journal, Bedard talks a lot about what happened in the trenches. And I don't know if there's a tougher team that we've played uh, that has beat us up on both sides of the line. Surprising to see the uh, the Titans run for 200 plus yards uh, and still get blown out ultimately, which is uh, I think there was some record I saw on Twitter the other day that teams that allow uh, teams to run for 200 yards are like 387 and one or something like that. So uh, add to that win column that that slim win column. But guys, let's kick it over. Any takeaways? Anything you liked from the game? Anything you didn't like from this uh, well, win it, against the Titans? It's, it's all about turnovers in this case, right? If they don't turn them over, what was it? Three, four times and this this game goes very very differently i i think too we talked about it last week it was going to be a difficult game from the standpoint it's hard to play teams that are that are injured i mean right. I, you don't you don't know what you're going to get you don't know what to, you know you don't you can't prepare for the the same guys that you normally would prepare for um and i, I think that was kind of evident and we said last week the titans weren't going to lay down right I mean, it, you know they came out and actually, you know, punched the Patriots right in the mouth. And, uh, thankfully, you know, some, like I, like Mike just said, turnovers, the turnover train continued. And, uh, you know, I, I was a little concerned as I put on uh, Boston sports journal about their run package last week. 
they went back to the small run package again and a, a small package on the field with the, with the safeties, you know, as linebackers, uh, that didn't work. And, uh, you know, they won the game, a win sure. is a win, huge, Abs- huge win. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I, for some reason I saw, I thought I saw, I got to go, I got to look at BSJ. So I'm, I'm the one hyping it up. And then I guess I haven't looked at it. I saw on Twitter, I thought they ran base more often, but they ran the smaller set that more often. They had, they, there was a number of times. I think they had, um, Phillips down in the, box. In, okay. in the box. Gotcha. And actually on the long touchdown run right before the first end of the first half, that's what I think they had. Up. Gotcha. All right. Andrew Chubbs, what do you guys think? Any takeaways for you guys? You know, I was at the game. It was uh, awesome to be there with my father-in-law and my two boys. Nice. We froze our awesome. butts off. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'd say my overall take on that particular game is, uh, you know, giving up, uh, getting gashed on the ground like that uh, reminds me of the Dallas game, fourth and 25. And it just feels like that's going to bite us in the ass in the playoffs. Yep. Uh, I was a lot higher on Max performance than Greg and some other folks, apparently. Me too. Um, you know, because the kid's a rookie. And uh, we're starting, or excuse me, we're playing three rookies heavily and a lot of new people and we're uh, eight and four and we've got the number two seed. So like I said on BSJ, this glass is way more than half full. Uh, We're almost playing with house money at this point because this is, we've already won more games than last year, which is sort of a nightmare. I don't want to keep dredging up. (laughs) And um, to have games that matter and games, even the Dallas game and the Tampa Bay loss and the Miami loss, we were in it right till the last minute in right. all of those games, edgier couch football. Can't ask for anything more than that. And the team's pointed in the right direction. So um, I'm concerned. I think they're going to get killed in the playoffs, maybe second round because of the uh, oh, lack of being able to stuff the run when they need to. Okay. And, you know, I think it's been a mirage for six weeks, a little bit on the defense because of the, competition but i'm not going to harp, harp on it too much because this team also is very tough mike rabel's an incredible coach the team takes on that team's uh that coach's persona and they play tough that's that was going to be a rock fight whether they had all their stars or not so i'm really hey, pumped hey, for the rest of the season hey chubbs let's jump right into mac for a second because i think sure. First of all, our timing's limited, and you were in the stands, and yep. certainly it's hard watching broadcasting today on TV because you know they're they're trying to give you a flavor for, for everything, and so we you know it's really hard unless you can get the all twenty two or you're in the stands to get a feel for how a quarterback is seeing the field and how the the, the play is developing. Tell us what you thought exactly of how Mac was doing it, and whether you thought the receivers were running the right routes and he was you know not getting it to them or you know they were disrupting timing. Give us a take. I mean. You said you thought Mac played better. Tell us a little bit more why. Sure, sure. Well, I think the biggest thing is, if you remember the first maybe five or six games of the year, he was getting hammered and still completing 70% of his passes. I think on Sunday it was a little bit of a mixed bag. He had some good protections and clearly blew a few wide open passes. Um, and that's going to have. I mean, Tom Brady was sailing passes when he was in here a month and a half ago. And so you got to expect that from a rookie. But, you know, I think, Mike, the big thing is you look at, like, there was a couple of times where blitzers were coming in and Max saw it and he held the ball till the last minute and then he got rid of it. He didn't panic. He knew exactly how long he had to get rid of that ball. He might take a hit. Kid's tough. And so you really see the pre-snap stuff as much as anything now with him. And for a rookie, the way he's composed, um, clearly they've had some delay of games and I think that's sort of going away. But 
my take is he's just got a command of the game, like no rookie that I can remember. And um, the other part, I guess, for me is it's nice to see that the receivers are making him look good here and there. You got to admit that some of those guys are really balling and making some great catches. And um, so I think it's a combination. I think he's growing. Um, I think Tennessee threw some stuff at him that he wasn't expecting to see. Rabel's a smart coach, but my overall take on Mac is for a guy that's 12 games in, you can see him processing before the snap and he's already slowed the game down when the blitz is coming and when people are coming at him, he's not panicking by any stretch. In fact, I'd say there's been a few times in the last few years where I saw Brady just get rid of the ball faster than Mac because he said, screw it, we'll get it on the next right. Play. Maybe to a fault, Mac holds it a little bit longer as a rookie and he's taken a couple of hits he shouldn't hit, but he's also completing some of those. So kudos. I mean, so Andrew, I'm going to, I'm going to clear yeah. it out for you. Cause I think, I think there's a, you on your comments, I think you agreed more with Greg, right? So what did you see? Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree with Greg completely, but I, but I think it's nuanced. I mean, I actually think everything you just said, um, Doug resonates. Like I, I, I mean, Mac is, I love him. I love where this team's at. I'm in, I'm all in. Um, but I do think, uh, I was listening to uh, Bedard on, on big boy Tuesday, uh, last night, and he said something that I think frames this this whole thing. That originally we were comparing Mac to other rookie quarterbacks, or to you know where he should be at this point in the season, and that he's kind of moved past that now. Like the team has arrived, we're talking about them as a potential you know serious playoff contender, and that he's now grading Mac against himself. That's how I watched Sunday. It wasn't that he was bad. I mean, they won the game. He avoided any like terrible mistakes. But he wasn't as good as he could have been. I mean, he missed yeah. open guys. He made some weird decisions with where to go the ball. I think the weather threw him off. I'm going to be honest with you. His touch did not look right all day, including the one he threw into the ground where Bourne was wide open. I mean, it just was. It just seemed like maybe he wasn't gripping the football the way he normally does. But I don't think it's like Max bad. I just think it's like, oh, I bought into this. Th- you know, earlier in the year we talked about expectation setting and like we had to let go of the old Patriots and enjoy the ride. I think we need to now shift expectations in the other direction. This team is a legitimate contender. We'll know more after Monday night. If they go into Buffalo and really struggle and get blown out, then maybe next week we'll reset expectations again. But if we're talking about a team that could go 11 and 11 and six, 12 and four, no, I guess 12 and five and, and really make some noise, then we got a grade Mac on that scale. I mean, in that, in, in a playoff game against Mahomes, he can't miss Hunter Henry on a wide open touchdown. Like he just can't right um can't do the things he did that that's more where it comes from for me it's less like max bad and it's more like our expectations should shift now and we need to hold him to a little bit higher bar one quick comment on that andrew i i do agree with that in general since we're all bsj members i guess my take was i'm the one that put the link to um barstool sports there and uh jerry's article you know, I think that when when Mac is uh, 72% completion and 120-something rating, that criticism is fair. But you also, the compliment sandwich to, to, to him and to the subscribers isn't a bad thing. You can acknowledge that he did some good stuff. And I think everything was a laser focus on what he was doing wrong. And for a rookie, even though he's advanced as far as he is, you know, throw him a couple bones and throw the subscribers a couple bones, too, because the kid's playing great. My, yeah, my well, too- I don't jumped a blanket reason for nothing. That's it, man. Yeah. Come on. Hey, to, to your point, when the guy's playing so well, and he has played, and again, the rookie thing, he's played 
phenomenally. When he does make a mistake, it is magnified. It's well, like, sure. where, you know, where did that come from? But, you know, eight, what, 72% of the time he's been right on the money and, and the weather. Okay. He hasn't played in it before. Right. So that will get better as it goes and it better get better this week because when he, he's going to be worse next week. In Buffalo. Well, well so, so if that's yeah. the case, you know, I look, look, I think, I think a couple of things. I think if Chubbs, I, I agree with your take. I think, I mean, the, if he's going to have 120 plus rating, you know, complete that many passes and throw for 300 yards. I mean, I, it's hard for me to beat the, to, what, yes, I, I get the compliment sandwich. And I think you're right. But to, to, to kind of take him, drag him through the mud a little bit, of how bad he played when I'm looking at that stat line, maybe I'm just a stat hunter and I shouldn't, I shouldn't do that. But you know, it, again, I mean, and maybe I'm comparing to what we saw last year and, and, and just being able to move the ball down the field. But, you know, I still think uh, now where I do, where I, if you've listened to the show long enough, where I got to disagree with you though, is that and you brought this up about the the games we were close in and this could be a one loss team and I got to be honest with you I think this team if, if, they, if they can shore up the run defense which they had plenty of time to do and you get this um this type of gritty tough team in the playoffs and, and somehow you get a buy or somehow you get a home game I listen sure they could get run all over Mac could puke himself hopefully he doesn't do that but I just I don't see that I think this team could go uh, could go a long way. I, I gotta give uh, this breaking news. This just came through on my phone. Speaking of Mac, I can't. Yeah, that's right. I can't. You know, listen, breaking news. Wrong sound effect. My bad. Breaking news. Uh, uh, Mac, Mac, Mac eyeing his own clothing brand. MJ10. Mac Jones. Mac MJ10. Pat's rookie QB files trademark for MJ10. Hunter Henry on an open touchdown. I don't need pants from. <laughs> <laughs> well, it reminds me of another quarterback that had their own clothing. Yeah, brand. I didn't need any of that from him either. I just needed any <laughs> touchdowns too. Oh hey, man! Mike, hey, Mike Davis. One, one quick thing on the run game. Barmore didn't play as much as he has been playing. You know, he was hurt. He's hurt a little bit. And uh, about halfway through, I, I noticed. That, I think for the three, two or three series in a row, he wasn't out there. That makes a big difference in, again, in this run in this run defense. Oh, I, huge I just I, I just mean, want to add that. I, yeah, I mean, we we talked about this a couple of weeks ago about how how huge a difference it is when they play more of a base, right? Where they've got enough linebackers on the field to actually fill those gaps. And and look, Bentley's come a long way. Sure. Has. Um, but but he was getting smoked by that guard. Yeah. Oh, Bedard yeah. did a great job of showing that that guard was getting to the second line and completely just taking Bentley out. And it will help to get a new Jay back or somebody like you just need that fourth linebacker out there. Who's got the smarts to get in there and fill that, that slot. And you're right. You just, you Duggar can't do it, right? He can't get right. in there and take on a guard. The kid's like what, you, two, two fifteen. That kid's playing like a runaway freight train right now. Who, Duggar? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's flying around. Yeah, I mean, but coach, you nailed it, right? You nailed it. Right. When, when Phillips and Duggar are getting to play what they're meant to play, they play great, but if you're trying to put them in there Not to go anymore. in, take on a fullback or a guard, that's a mismatch all day long. Andrew, I feel yeah, like you got to thought. Oh, Duggar, gotcha. um, sorry, but I think on Duggar, it seems like seems like the game slowed down a little bit for him now. Right. He's thinking less and reacting, and, yeah. and he's able to use those skills. That's right. Great. That's right. So, Andrew, go ahead. I just think from a fan perspective, it's just been a lot of fun oh, to yeah. watch. Sure has. You know, I mean, this is what we talked about earlier in the year, and part of why we said you had to reset expectations is that, 
you got to enjoy the ride a little bit in the journey. And they've just, you know, they, they have letdowns. They weren't perfect last week, but they're just getting better. I mean, every right. week you execute a little bit better. Somebody steps up and makes a play. It's actually been a lot of fun to watch Kyle Duggar kind of start to get more comfortable. I still don't think he's there. I mean, when he starts to trust his instincts, he's going to be, he's going to be unbelievable. But I think just as a whole, it's been fun to watch him get better. I agree. Uh, uh, Warren, and to Warren, to Warren is getting the hang of it. Right. It's just fun. That's right. To Andrew's point, you know, eight games ago, had they given up two seventy on the ground, they get blown. Oh, up. without a doubt, without so a doubt. This time they win by three touchdowns. That's I mean, yeah, that's the difference in the team. They're finding other ways that's to right. win, and, and I, it is fun. It's a it's a ball to watch and play. I feel a lot like this team, and I, Mike. Before I know you got to get out of here, so I want to get to your debate for a few minutes because I think it's a good one on the eleventh episode. But this this team feels a lot like oh one man. Like what, what, like, and what I mean by that is the difference is 01 without this has higher expectations because the last 20 years, but 01, like the way they find ways to win, they're tough. You know, the, the 01 team probably would have had a better run defense, definitely did. But this just feels like you never know what this team could do. That Chubb, they could get blown out in the second round of the playoffs, to your point. And so could the 01 team. That team could have got blown out too, but they could also win the Super Bowl, is how I feel. Let, I don't let's know. just put it this way. You know, Parcells talked a lot about, you know, it's okay to make mistakes. Are you a mistake repeater? That's One right. of the things that was kind of yeah. maddening in the first four years was seeing the same thing over and over again, giving up the edge, giving right. up that block. As If Mac learns from these mistakes and learns how to play in bad weather, then they're going to go far, right? As they right. continue to, to take and, and stop making the same mistakes, that will take them far. If they, you know, they keep giving up the edge, if they keep – Coaches too, right? If they keep putting little guys on the field and they keep getting blown up by big guys and they don't make that adjustment, then that that's what's going to limit their capabilities, just in my opinion. Right. As a fan. So one other quick follow-up. Um, one other factor is luck. They've been having great luck with injuries and some bounces of the ball too. And that happened in 01 for sure. There's so many plays from that year that stand out, and there's a bunch from this year already. Absolutely. Right. It's a great call. All right, Mike, I'm going to clear it out for you, man. You had a great debate that you want to bring us through on the 11th episode. 11th episode, big time, for the past tailgate party podcast. Didn't think we'd make it this far. Mike, what do you got? Uh, just who, who do you think was the more impactful number 11 for this team in, in the history of the franchise? I mean, it's easy to think in recent bias that that JE11 was the best one, but, I mean, I don't even think they're in New England if it's not for, for Bledsoe, and, and I don't even know that Brady's Brady if it's not for Bledsoe. So, the more I thought about it, I was like, hey, that's not a slam dunk that, you know, JE 11 is the best 11. So I wanted to hear that, you know, there's a lot of smart fans here. I figured I'd ask, what do people think? All right. I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm, you know, what well, do you guys say? Earlier when I was talking about it, I, you know, every right away, everybody thinks, well, Edelman, of course, is, you know, has made this thing go for so long. It doesn't go anywhere, I don't think, without Bledsoe. I mean, they drafted them in 93. They were terrible. That started to kind of flip the, the script a little bit. And then they get into the 2001 season. He gets hurt, which changes the whole dynamic. And then they go to the AFC championship game. He steps in, wins the game for them. Yep. So they don't go probably go to the Super Bowl that year without Bledsoe. Um, I know a lot of people would argue that with me. Then – you know, the next 20 years is obvious, but uh, I think it all started with Bledsoe, that number 11, and uh, that, that's just right. my take. So, Bledsoe, Chubbs, Andrew? 
Uh, I'll go since I have to get off in a minute. Um, boy, that's a that's a tough one. You know, your twins are drowning. Which one do you save? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'd have to say that's like a coin flip for me because uh, you know Parcells, Bledsoe years, uh, number one draft kept up, put us on the map and and we mattered. And you know I met Drew a few times and he was a classy guy. He still is. I feel like. He represented the brand and built the brand well. And, um, you know, he's a guy to this day. I know he drinks wine now and he has a winery, but that's the old age old question. Do you want to have a beer with the guy? And I'd rather have a beer with him than Tom Brady any day of the week, to be honest with you. And, um, and, and obviously Edelman is a lunch pail guy came out of nowhere. He was a quarterback in high school and has the, the hardware to back it up and uh, brought a tough nose attitude to the team. So, I love them both. I, I could not choose. I just, I, I you know, I, I think those are two linchpins in the last 30, 40 years in the organization. And, um, you know, hats off to both of them. I really, all right, Andrew, bring us home before three of us have to jump and go do our real jobs. <laughs> Chubb's letting both twins drown. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Uh, no, I, I feel similarly. I mean, gosh, what a what a debate to start this segment. I, I love them both. I mean, I, Bledsoe is what got me hooked on the Patriots as a young boy. I had all of his cards, his jersey, posters all around my room. And I Chubb couldn't have said it better. I, he's just the class act. Like, what a great guy. Even this, even this past Sunday, the way he embraced Mac in the locker room was just like, man, that's just a awesome cool dude. Stuff. Cool dude. Um, I, you know, I, I vote Bledsoe just because he was my guy and I got to stick with him. I will tell you the one thing that gets under talked about with Julian Edelman, just to sneak in and Nikhil Harry still has a promising future, is that he was terrible for his first three years. He couldn't stay on the field. He did nothing. And he ended up being one of the greatest Patriots receivers of all time. So, you know, if I can sneak in a little, I still believe in Nikhil Harry. I'll sneak it in there and I'll pass it to you, Mike. All right, so I'm going to go – maybe it's a generational thing. Uh, I, I, I liked watching Bledsoe, but I was pretty young when Bledsoe was coming in. And I got him as I got a little bit older in the early 2000s. But uh, I got to go Wally Pitt, man. I mean, Julian Edelman taking over for Welker and just to your point, Andrew, what he did to, to fight for three years. Some of the great – I mean, that, that catch in the Atlanta Super Bowl was just – I still th- – I watch that sometimes just on replay. And, uh, and Chubbs, to your point, the toughness that he brought on, I don't think – uh, in late in Brady's late years or later years, Brady's Brady without having that guy on the field. Um, flying squirrel, man. I mean, he's just he's one of my all time favorite Patriots, and um, there's just nothing like watching him sprint and uh, to the other side, at, coming out of the tunnel and getting the crowd fired up. Like, I just I just love that guy. I, lo- I love Bledsoe, but if I got to pick one, if I got to pick a twin, I'm going Edelman, Mike from Stoneham. Hey, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, real quick before I go. I was at the Titans game where we lost to them in the playoffs and I got, I spent money on some seats right behind the bench. And uh, it was really cool for me to be there with my boys and Brady and Edelman were sitting together that whole game. Even awesome. though it was morbid, but just seeing them and the camaraderie that they had, that was all part of that too. Unbelievable. Absolutely. Mike from Stoneham, you got to get out of here, right? Good luck, everybody. I hope the team does well Monday night. All right. Take care. Yeah. Take care, Mike. Nice to meet you, Mike. Thanks. Thanks for joining, Chubbs. Hope we see you again soon. Oh, for sure. The invite's always open. All right, we're back. We uh, we've slimmed the the uh, the pool down a little bit here. We got the original three. Thanks again for Mike from Stoneham and uh, and Chubbs for joining us. Again, if you haven't uh, if you haven't had a chance to jump on Boston Sports Center, you got to do it. That's where these great fans are coming from. It's where we come from. Bedard, Greg Bedard puts on a great uh, program there. Um, so, all right, guys. So we had the eleven debate. 
I wanted to get. I'm just going to tease for the next show because I, I we got to get we got to get Mike back in. We got to get Chubbs. We've got some other folks that want to come on, but we got to have the debate at some point. So just be thinking about greatest Pat's uniform of all time. I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm going to put it on the table. We don't have to discuss it today. I think it'll be a pretty decisive argument uh, or divisive argument rather. But um, just want to put that out there for for future shows because I think it's fun to talk about. And I got to be honest, Andrew, you were talking about Bledsoe earlier. Just going to tease a little bit more, and and uh, I was on Bleacher Report. They pick Bledsoe as the all-time number eleven, by the way, on the Pats. Just throwing that out there, and he's in his nineties white. Oh boy, that's a that thing is that thing is fire, son. That thing is that thing is just fire. Uh, so you know we can debate that for later. But he's he's throwing in that silver, those silver uh, pants, and that nineties white. That's tough to beat. All right, so. Mm. let's uh let's just let's just jump in man i you know i think we got to get into a little bit of monday night talk because this is the biggest game of the year and i think normally we spend a little bit less time on the upcoming game but um you know what makes us nervous what makes us excited uh, i mean this is just a class i mean it's going to be snowing in buffalo on monday is night really? yeah i think it's supposed oh. to be like 18 degrees and snowing so if you got weather concerns <laughs> with max <laughs> and get ready Ooh. buddy let me you hey you guys I'll tell you what I'm gonna pull up the forecast here. I'm just gonna pop the forecast up. Buffalo, New York. I mean go I ahead, mean, Andrew. I, well I just gotta you go to the forecast where we get the forecast. I mean I, I I don't think it'll be so here's the thing about my Mac criticism. He's shown a propensity to get better every single time. So mm. I'd imagine we actually see a better version on Monday night than we did on Sunday. Like this is normal. I do have con- a little bit of concerns about the weather, and I don't think they can't be overcome. I mean, he can practice and get reps. But I was thinking about this on Sunday. I'm not sure Max ever played a single game outside of the South, has he? We grew up in Florida, right? Grew up in Florida. Yeah, played, played at Alabama. High- yeah, in Jacksonville. Played his high school football in Jacksonville. Played at Alabama. And every game the they SEC. play, every game they play late in the year is in a dome. Yeah, that's right. So if he has played out of the American South, it's been in a dome. I mean, that was probably his first cold weather game th- on Sunday. And he threw for 300 yards and, and completed 73% of his passes. And I think, uh, I think Monday night, the key Monday night, we've talked about it a lot. And, it, and it's part of the formula for being successful in December, January. And is the run game has – the run game has to come through. I mean – you know, they play they play action pass about as well as anybody. The weather's gonna be cold. They're away. They gotta be able to run the ball. Well so, and so dad, with that in mind, it is gonna be you want fan take right here? Fan take, hot take time. Then you you guys are gonna think I'm crazy. If then then give Damian Harris the ball, right? But I want more touches for the other guy, Ramondre Stevenson, because that cat is an absolute stud. Like in the playoffs, that's who I want to give the ball to more than Damian Harris. You might think I'm crazy because Harris is a straight-line runner. He's a brutal runner. But watching – I mean, Ramondre Stevenson looks like young, early Le'Veon Bell out there, man. Like, slow – like, like patient, like, just shifty. I I can't even – like, I was was getting tingles the other day watching him run the ball and watching him move between uh, blockers. Like, oh, man, that cat is just – and he's a rookie, man. He's still got the baby fat on him. He's going to get stronger. I mean – I don't know. I want more. I want more Ramondre touches and uh, and give some of those Damian touches to him. I could be crazy, but he well, just feels like that type of guy. Two, I mean, they're blessed to have two real good running backs back there. I I mean, you know, the touchdown Stevenson had was was 
crazy on, on Sunday. And then Harris came back with a, a great run as well. Um, they both finished the runs. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, but, but to my point, I think Monday night's key on the ground. I mean, they got to find a way. Well, let me, you know, they struggled in the first half running the ball against Tennessee. Yeah, that, you're right. Yeah, well, so let me give you – but I think the game plan there is what you talked about. I don't know if we can bring up some of Dad's text. He had some classics on Sunday, a couple, a couple not safe for works. Uh, but uh, we uh, – you know, they made Mac beat him in the first half. And Brable, smart. Sure. He's going to make Mac beat him. He's not going to let them run the ball like that. And then they, they did what we talked about. Now, my heater's over, by the way, because my prediction on the score and everything was wrong. I was on a bit of a heater, Andrew. You missed that last week from a prediction standpoint. Um, but – what I was right about, what we were all right about, was that Vrabel was going to annoy the defense and take four or five yards, you know, really grind mm-hmm. the game out, and he did that. And that's real frustrating for a defense. Let me give you the forecast, by the way. Monday night. Monday night forecast, low of 28 uh, with a chance of wintry mix, rain and snow. So not Oof. just snow. It's going to be like it, there's a possibility that it's just going to be nasty. Which, by the way, i got to be honest with you. Forget Max Arm for a minute. In a in a rainy, nasty, snowy game, that slows down the Bills, man. That slows down Josh Allen's chooch where he's throwing it 80 yards downfield and running all over the They can't do it. It's not the same game. I take I I love the fact that it's a nasty game like that. I, I don't want to fast track against that team. Yeah. Well I mean, I don't think I don't want fast track against that team either. I'm just excited that they're in a position they're in where they're going to Buffalo. <laughs> or get a big and, game. And pull, and yeah. playing in a big game. I mean, I, I, you know, could they get beat up Monday night? Yeah, of course they could. Or they could beat up the Bills. The Bills weren't expecting to see the Patriots in December and the Patriots be in first place. I, I'm just telling you that. I mean, I, No, it's going to be a grind, though. I mean, sure. I, I the weather is interesting. I'm more – I just remember – I mean, Brady, even when we were owning the Bills for like 15 years – Monday night, there were a couple Monday night football games in Buffalo that were still a, a, just a slog. Um, oh, yeah. Those folks are going to be eating wings and drinking. I don't know <laughs> people Buffalo drink. Um, uh, but they're going to be doing that all day. They're going to be loop, They're going to be lubed up. It's going to be wild. And Max never seen anything like that either. I don't think. No, but I, I think, I mean, the key, I say all that to say the key to Monday's game, I'm fairly convinced is like, can Belichick spin the dial and get, you know, Josh Allen all tied up in a pretzel like he normally does? I, I think they can. And so then, you know, can Mac make enough plays and not turn the ball over? I mean, that's the key. You can't turn the ball over and give Buffalo extra. extra no. Defense. So what I'm concerned about, though, is that we see big game. McDaniels comes in. What Exactly what you just said. Mac can't turn the ball over. So now we revert to, like, the first three weeks where it's ultra-conservative play calling and I don't want to see that I, I don't know that it'll be like that and I, I think them losing white in the secondary is a big deal for the bills I mean I, absolutely that, that takes away a, a weapon in the secondary so, so and McDermott dad you brought up the the pass being in first place there's an interesting quote he had the other day where they were he was in his press conference and he said something I can't I don't have the quote in front of me but he said something about um yeah, on Monday night, the number one in the AFC East New England Patriots are coming into our house or something like that. And the fact that he just, for his players, the fact that he just called out the number one ranked New England Patriots. Are, right, which is, you said, you said in the last episode that 
And Andrew and I laugh sometimes because the narrative street stuff. But you said in the locker room that stuff matters. The bulletin board it does. stuff, right? Like they hear that. that. That that'll be mentioned in the in the Bills locker room more than once this week. Right. Yeah. You still got to execute though. Sure. Actually, sure. I think with this matchup, it's the opposite. Though. I mean, so Matt, here's where it matters psychologically. It matters because it increases focus. Like there's no right. there's no yeah. you know professional football players. We've talked That's about right. more. They're going to go out and execute every week because if they don't, they may, you know, suffer life-changing injuries. I mean, they, these guys have to be focused. Right. It gives a little extra focus when you get up for a game. It's a little bit different than college football. I think the thing about the Bills and, and Bedard writes about us all the time. I mean, they they have they have a Patriots complex all the time. Oh, I mean, yeah. Last time they beat them and McDermott was like crying on the sideline. <laughs> I mean, they're going to, if anything, he might psych his team out in the other direction. Like, I, I mean, this back, is a big game. Yeah, they, they might turtle. They might turtle go in this back to Buffalo <laughs> last, Go back to Buffalo last year, and they're about to win the game if Cam doesn't drop oh. the ball on the ground. Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I mean you talk about a complex. Oh, Holy well, cow. I, Andrew, I think you might be onto something there. Like, I think, yeah, I think I if if you focus and you get too into the into the uh, into yourself or into your mind, I mean, next thing you know, you're out there and you got to execute. So the play starts happening. You're there. You're focused and you're frozen and and you can't do what you thought you could do. And next thing you know, you're down. You know, twenty eight to three or whatever the case. Like like you know, uh, that, was a, that was a bad score to give you. You're down like you know whatever twenty eight nothing and uh, and the game's over. Like you've turtled already. So I I think you're right. There could be something there. As I said, I just want the thing to be competitive next Monday night. It's fun to be able to sit and watch a big game in December. Um, you know, we got accustomed to that. So, oh yeah, let's see. Let's it's see. It's gonna be happens. awesome, man. It's gonna be awesome. Prime time Monday night game. All right, so let's do some predictions, and then we'll do. Uh, we'll get out of here. What do you guys think? I'll uh, Monday night. Let me give you the. Let's give you the breakdown here. Monday night football. What's the line? Oh, Buffalo. Yeah, that's right. All right, so it's moved a little bit. Buffalo opened favored by three. It's now moved to two and a half. So it's uh, Buffalo favored by two and a half. Total 43 and a half. 43 and a half total. Buffalo favored two and a half. Which means in the NFL, usually the home home field gives you three points. So technically you could make the argument the Patriots are favored by a half. I think the Patriots win 24-21. Man, that was that was look at that. Coming out with the hot takes. And by the way, that was I was confident, Dad. I like the decisiveness. I do. The They're confidence. gonna get a defensive touchdown. It's gonna be gonna be the difference. You think McCordy's gonna go ninety nine again? I could see it. I just want I just want McCordy to tackle a guy when he breaks to the last scrum. <laughs> no, no, that's not my easy, man. <laughs> Easy. Oh, man, you coach enough football to know that if a running back doesn't get touched by a line, I know that, and has a freight train against your free safety, your odds of that free safety making. I was attack. just referring. Back you want to talk about? Hold a minute. You want to talk about turtling? Right by McCordy. You want to talk about turtling? Free. That's that's a turtle moment for a DB if you got a full speed sure running back coming at you. Good I mean, night. How about Southwest Guild for Mike? Oh, don't go there. I'm not. We're not. This is a Patriots <laughs> podcast, not a not a High Point Andrews JV football no. podcast. Move on. <laughs> running back. Uh, that was a fullback, by the way, not a running back. So easy. Go ahead, Andrew. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a great read on this game. I mean, I, I think above all else, I, I don't. I'll give a prediction just to have one. But I, 
more so, I think it's fascinating. Just this is the litmus test. Like yeah. if they, they don't, if they're competitive and they play a good game, then you got something, and this team could go far. If they're not quite ready for the big stage yet, then I think we will reset expectations. And so I think as a fan, I'm just fascinated by that. And I really have no idea which yeah. direction it's going to go. I think, if anything, I trust Belichick to frustrate Allen. Um, I think it was good maybe that the defense struggled with run uh, the run last week. I think they'll shore that up. I think Junon didn't play a great game on Sunday, and so I'd expect to see an answer from him. And I think it's a low-scoring, back-and-forth type game. Uh, and I'll go uh, 21 uh, – 20, yeah, 21-23 to – no, 21-17 uh, Patriots. I, I think it's a closer game than we anticipate uh, all the way through, and I can see uh, them, them making some plays late to win it. All right, there we go. So 20 uh, – so the four-point difference there, Pats win and goes under. Dad, you like a three-point difference, I think, and it goes, you say, 24-21? Mm-hmm. So it goes over. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bet on a couple things. The weather, first of all, that slows down Buffalo, which I think is a good thing. Uh, keeps Allen a little bit more at bay. He's got to throw He's got to throw uh, to win, which he can. What I, this is going to sound kind of crazy. What I'm concerned with is the Joe Flacco game plan where he won a Super Bowl by – pass interference the entire time throwing deep down the field and Allen's got a friggin' cannon. So I worry a little bit about our guys, especially in the weather, um, you know, holding in the secondary. I think this is going to be one of those officiated games. that's annoying because it's such a prime time, big game where the officials are just, they just lock everything up. So I worry a little bit about that. I'll be honest with you. Um, you know, I don't, I don't want to get it. I think big penalties could be a problem, uh, for the Patriots secondary, uh, especially against that, those guys are that skilled. So I worry a little bit about that, but I didn't think about what you said earlier, Andrew, what you were talking about with McDermott crying last year when they beat the Patriots and just the mind games that he plays. And I actually think if I combine Belichick being able to hold Allen in check, McDermott over-preparing and, and too focusing, making his team focus too much, I actually kind of buy into the hype you're talking about. I think the Patriots may blow him out. So, And I mean that. Because I think this is this is a reckoning moment for this team that knows they the guys that were on this team that know they had a chance last year that couldn't do it. Now they have a different team, a more talented team, and it's a Belichick coach team, which means they're going to not hear the crap and not worry about all the stuff. And this team's come together and they've glued together. And this was a team that Judon talked about when they were one and three that should have been three and one. They're really good. I do think it goes under, but I think McDermott out coaches himself some special team stuff. Allen has a bad game. The weather holds him in check, and I'm going to take something like, I'll take like 24 to 3. 24 to 3, 24 to 7, something like that. I'll go 24 to 3. That was my original pick. I think it's going to be 24 to 3, and we're going to be celebrating at the end. And I actually think that three weeks from now or four weeks from now, whenever we play him again, the Bills may end up, they're going to look better in that game. I think this game they're actually going to kind of throw up on themselves and then get it back together in the second game. But that's what I think. 21 I mean, I, to three. I also 24. think it's a, 24 to three. Thank you. <laughs> I, I also think it's a good thing. They're playing them twice in the next three weeks or four weeks. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, you know, depending on what happens this week and like Andrew said, are they ready for the big spot right now? We'll see. That's if right. They're not They get a chance at them in three weeks time. That's, so. that's right. It's exactly right. Well, if they're not, yeah. the text messages from Doug Lakers are going to be off oh. the chart. 
Get ready oh, for that I'm next fine, week. Sunday. Be quiet. Andrew, you got that one from the long run, uh, the end of the half. I don't I think I so. Yeah, I was behind on the game. I had it. Uh, I just said no words, Mike. I don't, I don't so there's no words for that. That's not what you said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said the second time. That's what you said the second time. The first time said, are you kidding me? And there was a word before are you or after are you. <laughs> we need, yeah, right. And before kidding might, me. What I really want fans to do uh, is send in your best uh, texts from loved ones or fellow oh, fans game please. to uh, Patriots. Tailgate podcast. Let me give the actual email so it doesn't okay, go to some do rando <laughs> that doesn't know what we're doing. Pat's tailgate party at gmail.com. Pat's tailgate party at gmail.com. I think it's a great idea. And uh, we might have some beauties, to your point, Andrew, lined up. Uh, hopefully not uh, next week because that means it was a bad day. They but, can be happy with us, too. They can right. be, uh, you know, I never forget Zolak with his like unicorns and show ponies. Uh, <laughs> touchdown that, that was fun too they don't all have to be negative that's uh, right man. that's right that's right all right guys final thoughts then we'll get out of here any final thoughts anything uh, team's a lot of fun to watch uh it's kind of wild to be in episode 11 and, and have been doing this whole season think about where we were you know six weeks ago the mood has changed weeks, 10 weeks ago um and i i think what chubb said does I'm right on the line of feeling like it's house money versus my expectations are shifting and we're no longer in house money. I need you to go execute and, and be good. Um, so this Monday will let me know if I should reassess. Man, you, you're such a cerebral guy. I, I envy you, man, because I'm all in and I'm setting myself up for a divisional round blowout. And then you can read my text on here because <laughs> like, I just, I can't do it, man. Like I just get so in, you know what I mean? But you're, you're that's a really smart, wise way to handle it. I need to learn from well, that I mean, wisdom. They've, they've won six in a row. I, I mean, I think they, they're still, you know, I mean, they're, they're still finding themselves play, now. That, like you said, they're stepping up against the, the other team in the East. That's yeah. really, really good. And, and, you know, they still can make the playoffs, even if they right. don't, if they don't play well Monday night against Buffalo. So at the end of the day, I want to see them in the playoffs at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, that's the, and I and I and I actually I'm pretty bullish. Like I I yeah. I, I think I'm in. I just they, th- this is a big test. I mean Tennessee would right. have been had they been had they had AJ Brown and Derrick Henry and oh boy oh, oh we were linebacker core <laughs> we were and lost they and we were so lost. we were at home and it was still a good win. And honestly, I don't take it for granted that this team can win games it's supposed to win even when it's ugly. I mean that was what was missing last year, mm-hmm. right? For sure. I just, you know, I think this week will tell us a lot about, you know, we, we, you know, we can have a fan meter of like 10. This is, this team's going Super Bowl one. Uh, what's our draft pick? And right now I'm probably at about a seven. And I think if they beat Buffalo and Buffalo, I'm jumping up to a nine or a 10. There we go. Dad, final thoughts? No, I, was, I agree. It's fun watching them. It's fun looking forward to Sunday again, you know, with, with a, anticipating they're going to win. And uh, where well, you know a year ago we were going into Sunday thinking, oh boy, right? You know what's going to happen. But I, I think it's been it's fun. It's going to be more fun. Like I said, going through Christmas, Thanksgiving, and Christmas, knowing that they're a playoff contender and watching the games makes it a whole lot more fun. Absolutely. All right, guys. Episode eleven right, in folks. the books. Man, big Monday night game. Enjoy it. Have fun with friends and family, and uh, we'll see you with uh, on the other side. What happens? Episode twelve. Go Pats. 